Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. Visit Russell Nashville to book your experience today. That's R-U-S-S-E-L-L, Nashville.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the third episode of You're Not the Worst podcast with yours truly, Riley Nelson. And Avery Blessing. We are recording a little bit differently today because I am going to Costa Rica in about an hour. And I didn't have time to get in the studio to record this intro. So we are recording it through a mic plugged into my laptop. So I apologize that the sound quality sounds a little bit different, but it'll be back on track for our episode. So we have some exciting news for you guys. We met with these two girls that run a social media account here in Nashville called Sips and the City Nash. We met with them last night and got some drinks and we talked about them potentially coming onto the podcast. And they agreed to it and we set a date. So keep your eyes out for July. We will be having them on. We loved Heather and McKinney. They were so fun, so cute. And we're really excited to have them on the podcast and for them to share their business with y'all. I'm going to Costa Rica in about an hour, and I'm super excited for it. By the time this episode comes out, I will be getting back from Costa Rica. I'm going with my family, and I'm really excited. We're going on a boat, and we're going to the beach, and we're going to get drunk and drunk, and <laughs> we're going to get drunk and drunk. We just going we gonna to have a good old time, and then we're going to go. Oh, guys, I have a confession. We're hiking in Costa Rica. <laughs> am I okay? I am not. But if this waterfall turns out to be like it is in the pictures, it will be worth it. But they said that it is a paved hike, so I don't know how much of a hike this is going to be. But, you know, maybe I am an outdoor girly now. I don't know. Oh, also not to mention, all of my friends are leaving Everyone's going to L.A. in July, and then they're going to New York in August, and I'm really upset about it because all my close friends are going to be gone, and I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'll have it. I'll have Avery. You're going to be stuck with me, baby. Why do you sound like you're going to be stuck with me? Like, so low. She, Avery's still asleep. I literally woke her up to do this. Facts. Um. Anyways, so yeah, my friends are leaving. I'm really sad about it, and... I'm going to be bored because Avery sucks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Avery and I are going to focus on the podcast and we're going to kick some ass. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been we've had a lot of fun doing this and putting everything together. And we're just really excited to continue this journey. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that word. We I need know. to continue the journey. Speaking of friends, that is our topic today, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about friend groups, the different dynamics, different types of friend groups, different numbers of friend groups. We're going to get into all of that today, so enjoy. Okay. Ah. 
know why I'm being so weird right now. It's, I don't know, now it's like we're like kind of nervous. I know. Okay. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. Okay, so we wanted to do something fun and kind of share with you guys an article that we found from the Odyssey online. And it's an article that talks about the dynamics of every friend group and how the dynamics like make up. Yeah, and all the different friend people. Group is. All yes. the different people that make up the dynamic of the friend group. Right. So we're going to start off with guys. Okay, so for guys, you have the friend who instigates. The guy that who feels he needs to poke the angry bear. <laughs> like he'll do it anyways. We have the lazy one, the one who's a sloth. Who do we think that is in our group? Just to There's a few. <laughs> if y'all are listening, I love you so much. But you're definitely lazy. I'm please don't put that in there. And we have the overly emotional friend. The kid who's always seems to be PMSing. Everything rubs him the wrong way. He's always the one to vote for the chick flick movie for a good cry. I know exactly who that Me is. Me too. <laughs> but he's not really like I mean he's like He's not crazy like that. Who are you thinking of? Who are you thinking of? Yeah. I was totally thinking He's a of girl. Him. He's a girl in a guy's body. I was totally thinking of him. Me too. Okay, we have a total goofball. <laughs> I think it's 100%. Okay, don't say their names though. I will. I will. Okay, I'll cut it out. Total goofball. There's the kid who's never serious. He's the class clown, breath of fresh air. The next one is the really nice kid. The kid who doesn't have a mean bone in their body. And then we have the hardo. Hardo. <laughs> <laughs> They're a hardo when it comes to schoolwork and even a hardo when it comes to cleanliness. Then we have the mooch. Oh my god. I know exactly. We know exactly who that is. Dude, you're such a mooch. Even if you don't think you are, you are. Um, okay. There's, oh my god. There's the one friend that just loves to mooch off of everyone. They'll eat your food, wear your clothes, and basically just take everything you have. And then we have the ladies man. That's self-explanatory. Okay, now we're going to move on to the girls. So for the girls, we have the mom for the first one. We have a few moms in our group. We have a few, yeah. But the main one is most definitely Yeah, definitely Um. Okay, then we have the productive one. There's always that one girl who seems to always be put together. She wakes up early and goes to sleep at a reasonable time, wasting no time in between. That's Yeah. The weirdo that takes everything a step too far. I think that's you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's it say? Like you'll like, like you'll just kind of like make a joke, but it, it'll be funny. But then it's like, whoa, like no, it's you're not the weirdo, but like it's funny. Okay, sorry guys if I take it everything a little too far. <laughs> that's probably just me though. That feels like that way. Next we have the advice giver. You always have that one friend whom always go to for advice. They seem to just know everything about everything and will never steer you wrong. I think that's me. I think so, too. That's you. More than the weird one. Yeah. Okay. The sassy one is next. There's that one friend who you know is your go-to gal in a fight. Yeah. She's really feisty, but this works in your favor. I also think can be like that, too. I feel like me everyone kind of has little aspects of it, though. The crazy drunk, that gif is so funny. That's 1,000%. Yeah, the crazy <laughs> drunk. There's always that one friend who's the first one to the party slash bar and the last one out. Oh, and Yeah. And then we have the ditzy one. As much as you love them, they're just lacking some common sense. That's you. <laughs> what? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Are you really? kidding me? How? No, I do not agree with that one. I'm not ditzy. That's also. That's definitely 
Yeah, but I'm not as bad as them. Riley, I am shook. I don't think that I'm an annoying ditzy. No, you're not an annoying ditzy, but you do yeah. lack common sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think of examples. I mean, yeah, I'm ditzy, but I'm not, like, crazy ditzy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next, we have the mooch for a girl. I don't really think. We don't have a mooch. Not a crazy one. Right. Like, she's gotten better. Who? She would go places without alcohol, and then she would always be like, can I buy some off of you? And I have a really high tolerance. So, so I'm you like, would not be wanting to do that. No, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, I need this to get drunk. Like, if I give this away, I'm not going to get drunk, and that's, I want to be drunk. So, who's the ladies' man? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's it for that little segment. That was super fun. Glad to know I'm the ditzy one. Oh my God. That was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about my high school experience with friend groups. I went to a, I live, okay. I lived in a very tight knit community where everybody knows everybody. It was a huge community. So everybody knew everything about everyone. And there's more people to know about it basically. Cause my high school was pretty big. I think it was close to 2000 students. And so we had a pretty big friend group. I was cheerleading at the time, and I had a bunch of friends through that. And I was in this friend group with, and I hate to say this, but, like, I was, like, in the popular group, which I literally hate that, but, like, <laughs> it matters to the story. Yeah. So I just, I have to say that. Being popular in high school is so overrated. People think that it's, end all be all and it's really not because the popular people are like the shittiest people to be honest sorry that's just from my experience but with my friend group it was probably about I mean as a whole our prom group in general was 60 people like it was it was pretty big but you know that's kind of within the subgroups of it so there was like the main high school clique and for a little bit, I was in it, and then I would kind of go through phases where I was in and out, and it was just because of, like, who I was friends with at the time or whatever was going on. Um, a lot of the girls, we all cheered together, so we got pretty close. But I was kind of always on the outskirts of that group. I was never fully in it. I was friends with everyone, but I wasn't, like, in that main clique. And it, I feel like it was kind of hard because whenever it came down to, like, prom and homecoming senior year, a lot of people showed their true colors and basically revealed that, like, we're just not friends. And so... I have the exact same situation. Yeah. And so that was really hard for me to come to terms with because, like I said, I had gone to elementary school with these people, then junior high and high school, like... I had known these people my whole life. We'd been close. I've been to every single birthday party. They've been to all of mine. And then for them all to just turn their back on me last minute, senior year, it was just really hard for me. So, like, my experience with high school is just not a very pleasant memory. Um, 
I'm literally working in therapy on PTSD from these people from high school. So, you know, I'm just glad that I left. I'm the only one that actually got out of that group. They all stay home all the time. They all just hang out with each other. Half of them have dropped out of college. The other half are in rehab. Like, it's just, they're, yeah, they're struggling. But, and like, as much as I don't want them to struggle, it feels kind of nice to be like, you were so rude to me. You cut me off. You bullied me. And now I'm free, you know? Like, you're out of their trap. Yeah. And it's weird when I go home because I always find myself kind of boasting too much. Because I'm just like, yeah, look at this life I'm living. And I feel like it's been kind of difficult because I always will sit there afterwards. And I'm like, why did I tell them that? Like, I I didn't need to tell them that. Like, Why do you think you do that? I think it's me overcompensating, trying to show them I'm better than them. Okay. Which, obviously, I know it's true. Sorry if that sounds fucked up, but it's just the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Mean, I'm a kind person, and mean people are not... I don't like mean people. Yeah. But through all of that with the with that friend group, I really discovered who my real friends are. I've had a few really close friends uh, since basically birth, and they always stayed by my side, and I feel like it just made us all closer because they were going through the same things that I was because we were all kind of excluded from the group. And we all just felt super isolated, but it was kind of nice that we were, like, together feeling isolated. Like, it wasn't just one of us, so we had that to bond over. And I've always been super close to these people, but I think going through that experience just made us super close and really value one another and true friendship. And now I'm just so grateful because I'm still friends with them to this day. I talk to them all the time. They are literally my people. They're my family at this point. They're they're like a sister. You know, it's like that thing where, like, they walk into my house unannounced or vice versa, and the our parents are like, hey, like, what's up, second daughter? Like, all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, if you haven't gone through, like, some type of bullying or some sort of bullying, I don't know whether I should, like, congratulate you or, like... You probably were the bully. Yeah, or, like, feel sorry for you. Because, like, I definitely got bullied freshman year. Um, I did something that I was not proud of, but, like, it made me so much stronger. And it was an experience that I would never, like, that I don't regret. Um, If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be who you are today. Exactly. That's that's the way I try to look at everything. It's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, it changes you and it makes you who you are today. But, okay, so freshman year, I got bullied for something that I did with a few friends and by bullied I mean like I wasn't like harassed like I wasn't like physically bullied but like my sister got like texts from people in her grade she was three years older than me at the time by the way she was a senior I was a freshman she got texts saying that people were gonna come to our house and like do stuff to it and that it (sighs) It was, like, random stuff. I don't really remember exactly what they were, but it was stuff that wasn't, you know, positive. Um, I got glances in the hallways and glares, and everyone just kind of found out it was me, and I would get phone calls. But the thing is, is I 
lived in a neighborhood where these people are people that are not to be messed with. Like they hired a lawyer to find out who did what I did and they found out it was me. They li- they hired a lawyer. But um That's insane. Yeah. But it wasn't even that big of a deal. Okay, I'll tell I'll say what it is, whatever. Um I okay, like <laughs> at the time it seemed like it wasn't a big deal, but after that it was a big deal. So I was with one of my friends and she lives next door to a guy that was throwing a party in our grade. So we decided it would be fun to call the police on them. The police came. Um it was a shit show. It turned out to be really bad. I have a question. Were people arrested? No. Okay. No. So then it's like really that. not that bad. Right. But it got out. Like, you know, like it wasn't just like a little thing. Like it was in the news. Like people knew about it. But anyways, yeah. So I got glares. I got bullied. All this stuff. It was so bad. And um, my mom really wanted me to switch schools. She was like, Avery, I think you should go switch schools. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. See, I was... For me, I was the one that wanted to switch schools, and my parents were like, no, you're going to stay there, and you're going to get through this. I think, yeah, I think she was just worried about me and, like, didn't know if I was capable to receive all of this bullying. Yeah. Yeah, and I I didn't know either, honestly. But after freshman year, like, I just stayed there, and it got so much better after that. I, like, came into my own and I got a whole new friend group and um, like sophomore year, I kind of sucked like my theater friend group because I would do the musicals and stuff. And that was so, so fun. And I got really close with a lot of people. I also just had older friends. Like I had friends that were juniors and seniors that went to my school. And I also had friends that went to different schools. So that was really nice. Um, I became friends with the party people that summer after sophomore year like ratchet scary party people like but I loved them they were the crazy party people went out to every party like parties that were almost an hour away like we went to every party that summer um but I loved it it brought me out of my shell and I met so many different kinds of people like people who just didn't judge people who didn't care um and like just were there for a good time and I loved it because it made me comfortable with who I was at that time And I was able to explore and I got so less judgy and I wasn't like judgmental about people and I gained a lot of empathy and I was just brought to a point where like brought to a point that made me who I am today. And then junior year was where it it, like was when it all started to come together for me a little bit. I joined the dance drill team at my school and I made friends with a lot of people on there and it, like, kept getting better and better. Like, I was known as the tattletale girl. Like, zero friends, like, got bullied. The snitch. The snitch, right. I was I was also labeled a snitch in high school for something I did not do. Yeah. Somehow it got pegged on me, and so I can really relate to it. It is the worst thing because you get uninvited to everything. You hear people talking about you in the halls. Yeah. It's and, real. Yeah, and it, it sucks. Like, it sounds like it does in movies. Like, no, it actually happens. Yeah. I mean, even junior year, people would talk about it sometimes. Like, it didn't just go away. People, like, would make, like, side jokes and, like, side remarks, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, they didn't have anything else to talk about. But, I mean, like, it like, didn't just go away, but that didn't bother me, and I just didn't really care anymore. I was like, okay, cool, like, don't care. 
And then senior year was the best year ever. I felt really good and I had so many friends in different friend groups. Like I wasn't just stuck to one friend group. Towards the end of the year, I then kind of migrated into one friend group and that was really nice. And I just felt like I was finally getting recognized for what I went through. You know, yeah, like it was finally all coming together and I was like, oh, like I'm just really happy with how it turned out. And I'm glad that I didn't switch schools. I think for me, all of that, which I know a lot of times people can turn into the bully. But for me, it was actually the complete opposite. I gathered so much empathy in that time mm-hmm. because I would always think, how insecure are these people yeah. that they have to talk about me? And I, it's weird because, like, I should hate these people. They ruined my life. They, I, I can't even, like, go into depth about how much it has affected me in my mm-hmm. life today and my relationships. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I feel the exact same way like, like, about getting empathy. Yeah. And so, like, for me, I never want anyone to ever feel the way that I felt mm-hmm. in that friend group. And with the bullying and, you know, the isolation. So personally for me, I always go completely out of my way to make sure that everybody is included. And if I can't do something where everyone is going to be able to join if they want to, I won't do it. Like, yeah, I just never want anyone to feel the way that I felt in that time. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Like, I always want to be inclusive. I just feel like I've taken more thought about other people and how like they will feel in certain situations. And I feel like I've just taken it to be like a responsibility to me. Yeah. Like on me. Like I'll make sure that I make people feel included. I'll make sure that I make conversation with them. And I'm not like worried about it. I'm like, are not concerned. I'm just yeah, I don't know what the word is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like, I feel like it's always my responsibility to include everyone. Now I want to talk about friend groups of three because I feel like this is, like, oh, yeah. such a fun topic. I feel like those can always be very tricky. Um, usually there's, like, two people who are much closer and then one person feels left out. For me, personally, I've noticed that with my little friend group of three, we go through phases of who's closer. So, like, sometimes it's me and one of the girls, and then other times it's me and the other one. And so I feel like it all kind of evens out eventually, but there's always a point in time where someone feels left out and whatnot. But I don't know why. I feel like I always find myself kind of in, like, I don't want to say friend groups because I feel like it's not really – because, like, we're, like, all in one big friend group, but we're in – there's kind of little sub ones and like people I'm closer with. And I feel like I always end up in friend groups of three. I don't know why. Like that's how it is with my high school friends and two of my college friends here that I've like really clicked with. But like, like I said, it's always the three of us. And sometimes it's hard because I feel left out or, you know, possibly maybe another one of them feels left out. Not sure. We haven't really ever talked about that, but Yeah, I think friend groups of three always have, like, such a funny dynamic because there's, like, the mom. There's – what else? There's the mom, there's the crackhead, and then there's, like, the partier. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny because, like, different nights will always – you know, everyone will be 
Yeah. A different version, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I would say I'm probably the partier. <laughs> <laughs> I can so see like that. with with the friends. I'm always the one dragging everyone out. I'm like, come on, let's go. Yeah. So since this is a relatable podcast, I kind of want to read through some of the some funny things that I found on BuzzFeed of different struggles that are too real for anyone who's in a friend group of Ooh, three. I like this. Okay. Yeah. So it says. Whenever they go out together and post online, you feel left out and you take it way too personally. Yeah. You always fear that they're better friends and that they don't really need you. And they like have conversations that you just don't know about. If you're the one that brought the group together, whenever the other two hang out without you, it hurts way more than it should. Wait, that's that hits that hits home. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you have a plus one to something, it's like having to choose a favorite child. Oh, this is the worst one. And this is always me. When, whenever you're walking on a sidewalk and one person gets pushed to the back. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm that always is so specific. I'm always that friend that gets, yeah. that gets pushed to the back. That is so specific, but really relatable. Sometimes you feel like a third wheel whenever they bring up personal jokes that you're not a part of. Any conversation that doesn't happen in the group chat feels like a betrayal. Oh, this one my sister had a really relatable thing, too. But whenever there's a fight between your friends and you feel stuck in the middle and you have to pick a side. Oh, yeah. I would always try to, like, keep out of that. I try to, too. But, like, they by not <laughs> choosing a side, you're choosing a side. Yeah. Oh, this is my favorite. Someone has to sacrifice their good side to be in the middle of all the photos. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, when you go out... One of them has to be the least intoxicated to try to control the other two drunks. Yeah. That's a good one, too. That's my favorite. I love that. No, the sidewalk is definitely my favorite. That yeah. one's so <laughs> relatable to me. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah. That's always me. Well, and like, especially when you try to not be the one that's, like, left behind, you still get left behind. Yeah. Like, you try to, like, catch up or, like, be in front of them, and, yeah, you're still behind. So, let's go to college. Okay. Woo! College. <laughs> college, motherfucker! <laughs> so currently, we are living through the college friend group right now. So when I came to Belmont, I moved to Nashville literally not knowing anybody. No one from my high school went to Belmont with me. I had nobody. I did not know anyone. I didn't know, like, I don't know. I just can't emphasize how much I did not know anybody. And so... It was hard for me at first because my other friends, they all went to college with at least one other person. So, like, that person became their security blanket so they could make friends together. But when I came here, I had to start completely fresh. And I had to make friends and meet people just on my own by myself. And that was, like, the hardest part for me, trying to meet people by myself without having anybody else. Yeah. You know, because you just awkwardly have to, like, walk up to people and be like, hey. and Yeah. You and know? They, they have, like, orientation and they have, like, stuff where they, like, try to make you meet people because they know how hard it is, but it's still awkward. Yeah. I actually made some really good friends orientation, some people that we're still friends with and some people that are in the friend group. But, yeah, no, orientation, I was like, I got to meet people. Just, yeah. like, a few people. So when I come here, I have someone I can hang out with and meet up with, you know? Yeah. 
It took me quite a while to find my place here in college. I would find friend groups and I would be who I needed to be to fit into that group. And then eventually I would always get dropped from that group. And it was so hard because I kept thinking, what's wrong with me? Why don't they want to be friends with me? And it wasn't like I was dropped in like a huge dramatic way. It was just I would not come around as much. I wouldn't be invited to as many things. I always struggled to realize, like, why can't I find my place here? Especially after coming out of my senior year of high school, like I said, it was it was really hard and I became really insecure in friendships because for me, I'm always thinking, when am I going to get dropped? When is this going to happen again? And my freshman year of college, it just kept happening over and over and over again. You know, I would meet people, get in the group, and then even though I knew they weren't my people and I didn't really fit in, I was just so desperate for friends that I would do what I needed to do to, like, be who they needed me to be in that group. Yeah. Then, like, you know, I went to the second group, and same thing. It was also a friend group of three, ironically, and... One of the girls didn't like that I was getting close with the other one, and me and the other girl were getting really close really fast, and she didn't like that. And so that one, they straight up just cut me out. Like, we were planning. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were planning on living together, and we had looked at all the apartments and stuff, and we were making plans to live together next year. We were going out together every weekend, hanging out every night, doing homework together. Like, we were getting so close so fast. And whenever me and one of the girls were, you know, getting close and, you know, just we had a lot of similar interests. We had classes together. So that just really brought us together as a whole. The other girl didn't like it. And they straight up dropped me. Like, and this one, I'm like. That sucks. Yeah. They, like, texted me over winter break. And they just said, hey, we don't want to live with you anymore. Uh, We found another girl (laughs) we're going to live with. Like, just said that. That's it. With no explanation? Yeah. So originally, I'll I would you, be so mad. Yeah. I, I would be pissed off. Like, I, I'm mad right now, Riley. That makes me mad. I was really, really hurt. And then not to mention, my freshman year roommate moved out. And so I just felt like it was me. Oh, so you felt so alone? I felt so alone. It oh, was so hard. My heart. Like, it hurts my heart, Riley. I know. Freshman year was sad. So, yeah. Like I was saying, I was getting dropped from every friend group. And I couldn't figure out why. And eventually, I don't know where I had this realization of me being who I needed to be. But I finally just really came into myself and discovered who I am. And it was at that time when I met the people that I am still friends with to this day. And For me, I think it was just because I was being fake. And I think people saw through that. Yeah. And as hard as it is to admit now, like, it's true. Like, I was. And I didn't didn't realize that. So finally, once I started being myself, that's whenever I found people who, like, truly love me for me. For you. Yeah, because I'm a big personality. I'm one of those people you either love me or you hate me. (laughs) There is no. I love your big personality, Riley. (laughs) There's no in-between. So I it's just really hard because I thought that that's what people hated about me, but that's what this group of people love most about me. Yeah. And so I now I feel like so 
lucky to have found these people and created the community here that I have. And at this point, you know, they're my family because I don't have family in Nashville. Like they are my people and I consider them like my Nashville family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, so my roommate freshman year, we were already kind of friends before we went to Belmont and started school. So it was nice to have her and we definitely got closer um, the more the school year went on. But as a friend groups, we kind of had a friend group that we just kind of gathered during orientation and it became a thing for the whole year. It did separate during the middle of the year and we would kind of get disinvited from things, which sucked. But I joined the dance team. I made the dance team freshman year at Belmont. And so I was really excited to have that friend group. That was like my escape. I loved that. Um, I had like really good friends from there. And then I had a boyfriend at the time. So I was kind of with his friend group too. So I had like a bunch of options, which was nice. But again, like I didn't really have any close, close friends except my roommate and my boyfriend at the time. So it was kind of just very surface level stuff with the friend groups. Then obviously me and my boyfriend broke up March and that sucked because the closest friend group I was with was with his friend group. So I couldn't hang out with them anymore, obviously, because they were his friends. So it made it kind of weird. And so all I had was basically like my roommate. Sophomore year was the worst fucking year for me. That was the worst year. In terms of friend groups? Yes, in terms of friend groups. But also just like, yeah, I felt really alone and I did not like my roommates at all. I It was fine at first with them, but then it got to just be like not fun at all. We were on very different vibes, different people. They were people that like to stay in, not really go out, not do anything. Like That's super so fun. Odd for for me because I always thought they were like the party girls. Right, me too. But they would anytime they would go to a party, they wouldn't, you know, actually have fun. Like they wouldn't really interact. They would just kind of keep to themselves, which is fine. But that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to go. I want to have fun. I want to talk to people. Whatever, whatever. Um. Anyways, that was not that fun and I felt probably the most lonely that year but then I met my roommate Riley (laughs) hi guys I'm Riley (laughs) I'm the roommate we I didn't really have any plans to room with anybody what am I talking about I don't really know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I met Riley, and it was Yeah, dope. stick to friend groups. Okay, so yeah, okay, sorry. I keep getting off track. Um, yeah, I didn't have really a friend group that year. Like, I had Theta, which was nice, our sorority. Um, but I don't know. What was the friend group issue in Theta? The way I came in to the friend group is ultimately because of Theta. Yeah. Our sorority, which I am very very thankful for but I didn't meet them because of Theta I met them because of another friend who was dating one of the girls yeah I mean well yeah the guy that I was dating freshman year that was his friend group and then we all got into Theta and then we all got kind of close and then I broke up with that guy yeah and then things were so weird it was so weird yeah because you would only come around and they would know you as his girlfriend and and it was weird Yeah, and it was. And you had to get out of that role of ex-girlfriend. Right. And into the role of actually a part of the group. Like a person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah so that was kind of weird um but that was basically the beginning of sophomore year when that happened when I was like not the ex-girlfriend anymore when I was trying to get out of that role and I mean yeah it was just hard because I think they already had this strong friendship built and I was not on that level because I was trying to stay away because they were his friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to, like, steal them away and always be there when he was there because that's just uncomfortable. So, you know, for the both of us. So I was like, I don't want to do that. So I tried to find new friends. Did not work out. That year, I felt super uncomfortable. And then time passed, and me and Riley both didn't have a roommate, and we came together, and now we're roommates, and I'm kind of back in that friend group. I feel very fortunate with this friend group, because the one in high school was so toxic. Everyone shit-talked each other all the time. Nobody yeah. was happy. But with this friend group, the thing I love is how much everybody loves each other. Yeah. Everyone will do anything for the people in our group. And I feel like, I don't know, like I just love our dynamic. And whenever my friends all came in town from home... They just couldn't believe that all these people could get along and, like, truly just love one another so well. Yeah, I agree with that. I remember them saying that to you. Yeah, they were all just, like, shocked. There's little to no drama. If there is, it's very minor. Like, yeah, nothing too crazy. I've never really been in a drama friend group. Oh, I have. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, like, for me personally, high school... Never been dramatic except freshman year. College, never had drama. Yeah, I'm just not really a big drama person. Yeah. I I don't want to, like, toot my own horn, but at the same time, I've worked on myself so much that, like, I've come to this place. But I feel like I'm just very emotionally mature in the fact that if there's an issue, I'm going to call you and talk to you like an adult, and I'm not going to sit there and have this petty text argument I want to like talk to you in person like for yeah. example there was some miscommunication earlier this year and there was just a little bit of weirdness between me and one of my best friends I just texted her and I was like hey I'm at Starbucks do you have like 20 minutes to come meet me and we can talk about this and she came and we talked about it and then right whenever we were talking about it we realized wait a second neither of us had bad intentions it was just yeah. a complete miscommunication mm -hmm. so I think that's always super important than like being petty but that's just what I love about our group right now is like how okay they're not mature but like mature in the fact that they can <laughs> communicate yeah I feel like everyone does a good job of communicating and and being including and like confronting the problem and trying to figure out a solution to fix it yeah I also kind of want to talk about this a little bit because I feel Me like too. this is a very unique situation that our group is in yeah but people like don't understand how we have like 30 people in our friend group <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding our group chat is like 30 it's people. literally 30 people it's huge people don't understand how that's possible they're always like how do you have so many friends and I kind of want to touch on this because I think it's like a very unique case but uh this past year obviously we were in the pandemic and I think we're coming you know, to the end with the vaccine out and everything. But, you know, we're in a global pandemic and our school was, is our school is already very strict on partying. 
So you kind of have to keep it under wraps. But this year, they were not playing when it comes yeah, to partying. That was like really scary, honestly. People got kicked out. They were threatening to kick out a few of our friends, like of the whole school. It was yeah. It was bad. Um, that's the other thing too. A lot of people at Belmont stay snitching. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Like people were not holding back this year. Yeah. So since it was COVID, we couldn't go to parties where we're meeting new people. We had to keep it just inner circle. And so what happened was all like three or four different friend groups would come together and we would, I wouldn't say parties. Like we would have like hangouts or kickbacks or like, you know, just sit around playing drinking games, just trying to have something to do during the pandemic because we obviously couldn't go out out. So we were just trying to find ways to have human connection and human interaction. Yeah. And you're craving that. Yeah. And so all these like four different friend groups would come together and obviously we had to keep it inner circle because we couldn't risk someone posting or someone telling on us and us getting kicked out. So we would just keep it inner circle. And somehow, somewhere along the line, we all just became one big friend group. Yeah. And it's been so fun. Yeah. And I would say there definitely are like kind of clicks within the friend group, but not like exclusive clicks. Yeah. Just like, you know, the different friend groups that all came together to be one. So, like, the right. people who were in the original kind of, like, stick together. And it's at the point where now, like, we're, like, texting every day in that group text saying, what are we doing tonight? What's our plan? What should we go do today? Hey, anyone down to do this? Like, it's so nice to have that stability within friends. Like, it's such a big, like, reliever of stress to me. Yeah, I agree. And also another thing I love about our group is how much people act, like want to do. Like we don't yeah. just like party together. We go to church together. We will go on trips together. We go skydiving together. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so fun because we're always like, let's go do stuff. So like, right. you know, we'll do lake days or everyone will come to the pool. Or Y'all went to the zoo. Them. We went to the zoo. Like it's just fun having people like that where it's not just like, drinking like we are genuinely friends and I love that we like do things together yeah and, like movie nights everything it's just so fun yeah wait I'm smiling <laughs> I know if you're listening guys I love y'all love you <laughs> <laughs> okay for our last and final segment drum roll please we got shitty, shitty things, things over here we got <laughs> shitty things baby we need to like make a song or something yeah like a little jingle we're like, it's the shitty things of the week. <laughs> Everyone wants to do like, oh, I'm so grateful for this. And we're like, nah, fuck that. We're doing shitty fuck things. Fuck that. Shitty things. Let's focus on the bad stuff rather than the good. Yeah. That's how we live our life. Yep. Do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You go first. Okay. Okay. So we all know how I talked about the guy that I had a fling with last episode, how he just left and everything and how it just ended. So I, it had been like a full week. I had not texted him. He had not texted me. We had not contacted each other at all. But I literally, this, okay, I contacted him. I just FaceTimed him and I was with Riley and she was kind of complaining about her guy and talking about some of their issues. And I was just kind of getting FOMO and missing out 
like you know like wishing that I still had my guy here so I was like you know what I'm just gonna say fuck it it was like a drunk a drunk thought literally but I was sober and not to mention, I was, like, really instigating it. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Just call him. Yeah, Just do yes, it. Yes, you were. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. So I FaceTimed him, and we're watching the phone, and he doesn't answer. And we're like, oh. And we, were bo- we both just look at each other, and we're like, ouch. Yeah, I was like, that hurt. And then immediately, he calls back. <laughs> so we're good. So I answer, and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was fine, but the thing is, is I just so dumb I had the thought in me and I was like you know we should (laughs) I can't do that laughing like without thinking about it I was like you know maybe we could date you know because he was ready for it and like originally he was ready for it I wasn't he was ready for long distance I wasn't ready for long distance but then I was like you know what like maybe we should because he was literally dating me at my worst and he still loved me and I was like it can't get any better than that, you know? I was like, there's no way it could go wrong from there. So, yeah, I was explaining to him why I think we should do it. And I was like, look, I literally have this friend right now that's coming to stay with me. Her and her boyfriend are doing long distance. The guy's in New York and she's in California. Complete opposite ends. Yeah, that's as far as you can get, I feel right. like. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, this is a sign. I was like, I just have to do it. And I have to ask him. So I asked him and then he's like, nah. I made up my I made up my mind. My mind is made up. I can't. Please tell me he didn't say nah. No, that was okay. just me. Okay. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Because if you're like, yeah, I think we should try it. And he's like, nah. No, no. But that, <laughs> that basically, I, I know that would have sucked. But I was just like, you know, explaining my reasons and really excited about it. It hurt. But then what you, like, he was like, look, it's not like I'm not thinking about you still. Like, there's been plenty of times where I've wanted to reach out and I wanted to call you. And I was like, well, are you glad that I called at least? Like, you know, I'm looking for some validation here. And he was like, yeah, like, no, I was literally planning to call you once I got settled in at home and all this stuff. So it was fine. But he was like, okay, this is what kind of annoyed me. He was like, but we can still talk, though. Like, we can still check in on each other. And I was like, no, I don't want that. Like, now I'm in your position where I got rejected and I'm like no I don't want you checking up on me I don't want to check up on you that's just weird you know yeah that that really sucks because you're like trying to respect his space but now he's like I want to talk to you and now you're the one that's like well if you talk to me I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep these feelings that I have for you and I'm not gonna be able to move on if I'm talking to you yeah and it was also just just during the conversation, I just realized that there wasn't, I didn't really have anything to do with it anymore. Like there wasn't anything to do with this relationship. Like it just felt kind of dead, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it, yeah. And even though like I realized it and I was just like, yeah, okay, I need to leave this alone. But yeah. And then he was like, can we still talk? And I was just saying, no, it doesn't make sense. It's not really fair because he wanted that space and I gave it to him. For a week. <laughs> and then I was like, week. and I was like, hey, you want to date? And then he was like, nope. And then um, I was like, okay. And then he was like, you want to talk though? And I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucked. It's but really shitty. Yeah. But that's my shitty thing for the week. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, y'all know that guy I've been talking about? Yeah, the same one. Now he just keeps sliding into my DMs. And I'm like, boy, what are you doing? He slid up on... 
few of my stories. He watches all of my Instagram stories. He watches all of the podcast Instagram stories. And I'm tired of it. I'm so annoyed. I'm like, dude, can you please get out of my life or get in it? But like, if you're going to get in it, get in it, you know? (laughs) But like, seriously, it's so frustrating because I'm like, you're just watching everything. Like, you want to know what I'm doing without having to know what I'm doing, you know? Like, at first, it's fun, like, the first few times, because, like, you feel good, you know? And, like, you're like, oh, like, he's thinking about me, like, whatever. He wants attention. But then after, like, four or five times, you're like, it's annoying. Yeah. I'm so, like, what the heck? Why are you still doing this? Like, why do you even care? Why? You're the one that didn't want to be in a relationship with me. Why are you, why do you care what I do? Like, hop off. Hop off. Get off my dick! (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening in today. Follow and DM us crazy stories and shitty things at You're Not the Worst Podcast. Go on our website at you're not the worst.com and you can submit shitty things anonymously. If you could subscribe and download and share our podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you want to go leave us a few reviews, um, please only positive ones. I don't know if I can hand- <laughs> I don't know if I can handle negative ones. Yeah, like this podcast is our baby. Yeah, so we feel really connected to it. So I think any negative will be really hurtful. Please be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead, share it with your friends. We want to get it out there and we want to talk about things that you want to hear. So please follow us on social media. Check out our website. And we will be uploading new podcasts every Wednesday. All right, guys. Well, you know where to find us. Um, my personal Instagram is Riley Nelson 18 My personal Instagram is Avery Blessing. And you can find us together at You're Not the Worst Podcast. Thanks, guys. See you next Wednesday.